truck and hit the road Our land is our home We're recording <laughs> uh, We're back baby And it's... now that we're settled We're I mean, just today, I was, I mean, we literally decided this today yeah. as, we're, as we're doing it uh, to kind of bring it back because I think we were both on the same page. Yeah, people liked it. And I think sometimes giving yourself a break and letting, letting business do its thing and letting ourselves grow. And I feel like now we have even more to talk about, you know, because I give so many props to podcast hosts that just rip it every week. Um, yeah. But un- unless you're talking to like bringing different people on, I I can't imagine it stays fun if you're just literally talking, doing the same thing every week, you know? Yeah, I think I think you have to have, you know, an obvious topic or guest um, to keep it kind of keep it fresh and new. But mm-hmm. um, since time has passed, uh, we have quite a bit to catch up on, I guess, and then. You know, with the outdoor industry or overland industry, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, there's some like new stuff going on, so we figured that's what we talk about. And when we, you and I started the podcast, the industry was doing a lot of really positive things. And I, this is just my own perspective, so you know, could take it for what it is. But I do feel like there's been an interesting decline in a lot of things happening right now. I'm I'm hopeful that there's going to be more positives rolling into the holiday season, but I do feel like it was a relatively so slow summer across the board for outdoor brands and like overland camp brands too. Yeah, I mean, there's people are you know being frugal for a reason. So yeah, I think um, not till holiday season we're really going to see stuff pick up. Um, one one thing, dude, is. And for anyone listening right now, first off, welcome back, dude, to Ooh, the Arlanders podcast with Kingston from Roaming Lost and Asphalt Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I'm your other co-host, Jaime Lazoya from Easy Supplies and some other things as well. But what was crazy is when you took off, so Kingston went on this crazy road trip that all of you that probably listen and follow and know about. And then now he's settled a home base up in Bend, Oregon, right, dude? It's like, yeah. you're like just in the heart of Bend now? Yeah, right now, yeah. I'm going to bring it back even further. When I first met Kingston, when I first met you, dude, you were so into like the grit, hardcore, moto, not even moto, like dirt bike, like motorcycle scene. And uh, once we... Once the overlanding thing happened, I feel like there's always been that in you to do it. And mm. now you're just like fully invested back into like the roots of you and roaming lost, right? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I come kind of a little full circle because, uh, you know, there's, there's things that, you know, go, that, you know, there's seasons in life. So now I'm like, now that we have a place that's, our own and there's actual space here and and even in like when i lived in pasadena and all that i just i didn't there was nowhere to have motorcycles like there's no garage just Mm -hmm. no room you know so 
limiting that was limiting as it as it was and then now that we have a garage and it's just like yeah just like living on the road is just a whole other chapter that's crazy that was happening last year and then now all of a sudden you know we're uh we're we're here but i think we found i think that trip allowed us to find out like what we were really into and and now we're just kind of yeah kind of playing playing into that so yeah i mean everyone my brother moved up here with us and he loves it up here and so it's everyone's happy so you know it's uh it's definitely um been a a good thing i feel like when you were uh before you went on the road and you were living out in pasadena well, you were in Long Beach, you definitely had more of like the maximalist styling of like stuff that you had and like your toys. And mm-hmm. then when you went to Pasadena, it kind of teetered on it because you guys had the apartment. But I, I don't think you had a garage in Pasadena, huh? No, we didn't have a garage, but um, I also didn't have. Um, well, I had I had the I had the dirt bike, and but, you know, that was always like covered, like literally in the little walk space we had and it was covered it wasn't like a garage and definitely not the most ideal place to have a dirt bike being stashed so (laughs) yeah and then when you went on the road i feel like that just brought in this crazy world of minimalism and and kind of more of like a simplicity although obviously your rig was to the nines but dude that was such a, a probably a crazy learning curve of getting rid of stuff and learning how much space you really have to work with yeah, and, and now that you're in Bend, you have a a sick garage, dude. Like I, I think having a garage is so important. Like growing up as a kid, I don't think I cared much of a garage, and now that I'm the age, that well, I-, <laughs> I think that um, yeah, everyone wants everyone wants one. I, I or at least you know maybe they want one, but uh, it's really hard to have that type of space and like Southern California. I mean, unless you have money, I mean, we just, we're just getting so much for what we pay here. So it's like, it's just like a different world. It's not cheap here, but it's cheaper than LA and you get, Mm -hmm. it's slightly cheaper than LA and you get a lot more for your money. So, um, and you know, we well, cat cat has been has flown down there multiple times since we moved here because there's a direct flight, and it's like, I just booked a flight uh, for a couple couple weeks from now or something like that, and it was a hundred and uh, like sixteen bucks. Really? I mean, yeah, their direct flights from Burbank are like so cheap. That's the one you were telling me because uh, Burbank was was kind of like the low key airport that did super cheap flights up to Bend. Yeah, so I mean, it's like. It's kind of, we're living like kind of the best combo of being able to visit uh, whenever and like um, soon they'll have flights to Vegas from here, which where that's where my mom lives. So, that's you know, it's so like, nice. yeah, so there's no reason for us to like move to LA and kind of, we're just talking about this today. Everyone in LA is, since it's kind of pricey, everyone's everyone's just striving to get ahead and they're grinding all the time. And it 
like people just come second to that, you know? So we're just like ready to not worry about doing that every day, you know? So yeah. I, have, I have more time on my hands, which is a blessing and a curse, but you know, what are you going to do? Can't have yeah. it all. I think having some time and, and prioritizing, like, dude, I still some of the best camp trips that I've had is when it was us three and we would just like go cruise to places because we had some free time and we weren't necessarily like chasing some crazy aspiration. We were just doing it because we wanted to take cool photos and go on these rad locations. And you were really spearheading a lot of it because that was always like your forte was finding rad spots to camp. But then now that, yeah, now that all, all three of us are kind of separated, I've kind of fallen into that funk where I need to set time aside because it is this weird... Like you always feel like you need to be doing something or achieving the next big thing, which is fine. I like that. I like the hustle. I know you like the hustle too. It's you got to have it if you're an entrepreneur and like you're doing what we do. But there's some level of being able to enjoy the certain things that come yeah. with being an entrepreneur, which is like the freedom, um, like the partnerships, all that stuff. And I don't always want to go camp for a work trip either. I feel like that's where we yeah. and I teetered a lot when we would go on those camp trips for just like really cool locations. It didn't feel like a work trip, yeah. Because it, small crew, super chill location, kind of low key, and then we'd get back and it was like then we would feed all the content out and stuff like that. I miss that, dude. Yeah, it's uh, doesn't seem like to be a common like uh, point of view anymore. It's like everything is for work and. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't even, I, I've gone camping a couple times maybe since, you know, I, since like just for myself, you know, uh, since being here in April, and I got here in April, you know, like that's crazy because of what, like camping here is so easy. It's like yeah. 15 <laughs> minutes from the house and, um, but there is that like, well, we did, we, we were camping somewhere every single day for over a year so it's like you know now so i kind of like it's like you get back and you just kind of like go hard on not doing that (laughs) and now now i'm like all right well i'm thinking about getting another truck and and you know like kind of bringing it back to what you're saying like i honestly like going on camping trips and just doing that and documenting it the way I would, you know, kind of previously do. And then, yeah. And then, and then cool. Then you put, you can post it whatever, or just go to go, you know? Um, I think that's really important and and definitely something that's recognized now. So you gotta kind of, that's what I'm kind of working on. And, and the, and the reason why I called you today, I was like, fuck, I kind of want to do the podcast again, just because like, I want to do it for me and not like just because we have to do it for work or whatever, you know? So that's kind of like, I guess that's what it's kind of coming back around to, you know? Yeah. Like, like I said, that seasons, it's like, it's not, it goes, it goes in and out, but um, really it's funny. Cause what's that quote? It's like, uh, I wish I knew I was in the good old times or something like that. That, that makes that? sense. Yeah. And I, those times go by so fast. I don't ever want to feel like, 
you know those conversations you sit down with like old homies and it's always like you remember when yeah you remember and i feel like those conversations always fall so flat because yeah for sure like those were good times but i do think that as i get older as you get older as we both get so much more established in our lives like there's way more to come and at this point if we were especially the way I was doing it back then, you guys would always joke because I was always so very bare bones minimalistic. And now it's like the brands are there, partnerships are there. We can do what we want at a lot easier of a pace. But I think that's fair. When you called me about the podcast, I had been thinking about it. And I think for this level of marketing and and what you can do with the podcast and recording your voice and documenting, it's so much more feasible to do on like a low a low working level versus like a full youtube channel or you know building a whole new website to document stuff like dude we have years i think you and i have at least a couple years of rad content to go back and that's what i was thinking about i was like man i bet you if we listen to that podcast about creating a product and putting it to market remember that that was one of my favorite episodes like that's still valid i'd probably we should i would be if anyone's listening, like that's a great episode that Kingston and I did about coming up with the product, putting it to market, and budgeting to get it to the market as best as possible, strategy-wise. Looking back to like when we first, so this podcast on January eighteenth, two thousand twenty-one, is when we did our first episode. So that's when it turned into Ourlanders Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had quite a bit of quite a quite a few episodes since then yeah and qu- quite a few the part that i was stoked on too is a lot of ways to get traffic to a podcast is by having people that are like interesting or with followings cuz you're garnishing their existing people that are following them yeah but for you and i like when we started our landers together we had a you had a massive drop off of followers from the other previous people because they were big names. They were like people with I almost positive you had someone with like a million followers. Garrett King, doesn't he? Isn't that short stash? Yeah, we, we yeah. I mean, I I definitely uh, took advantage of relationships of like people I knew that have big followings, and that was Which, the idea, you know. Uh, super smart, but I was so proud of ourselves too. Because from the beginning when we would start, you and I were like, okay, what's like a good piece of information we can talk about? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you look, I think our first couple episodes maybe had like, I don't know, 200, 150. And then some of our episodes where I'm like, wow, that's insane. We would get like 600 listens. Mm-hmm. And that to me was, was amazing because it's like 600 people care to listen to what we have to say. And it's not like we're aiming to make it a big podcast. We're just trying to make it a valuable podcast for anyone listening. Yeah. I I mean, it's our, our audience isn't by any means huge, but definitely to see like a 600, 600 plays on a, on an episode is, is cool. And like, (laughs) obviously brought, maybe brought value to people, but that's really what the, that this is what the podcast is about is to bring value to others. Anyways, that's what I, I've always tried to do that. And mm-hmm. I usually go silent when I don't have anything good to say. So it's like, <laughs> and that, that's, that applies literally. And, uh, you know, even on social media, it's like, yeah, 
I don't really post anything that's really worthwhile. I just kind of post whatever I want now. And then, you know, maybe with the, the new, a new build or whatever that's possibly coming up, it's like maybe people will be interested again. But um, I personally have seen a huge drop off on engagement, following, et cetera, et cetera, just because I'm not, I'm not as engaged, um, which is fair because, you know, you get what you kind of put in sometimes. Yeah. So, and I, I think it's, I think it's completely fair with Instagram. I remember when, when the caddy and like we were rep, even before the caddy, I was so engaged on social media, on Instagram. I was Mm -hmm. like always commenting, DMing, liking, and that really helped build that kind of trust in the brand and then finding out that it was like yeah it's Jaime he runs easy and then when he released the rig caddy it was like there was so much trust in the brand and knowing where like it came from a good place and I feel like that's what benefited a lot and I do feel like when you and I stopped doing the podcast when I think it was just me trying to figure out what I was doing next steps I dropped off the engagement and you can you can see it, but sometimes, dude, it's like, I don't, it's a lot of work to be on there and just like, oh, I'm going to comment on everyone. I really want to see what everyone's doing on social media. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's, mm-hmm. it was more of a big deal for me to like figure out what I wanted to do with the brand and, and how development was going to come. And same for you, like you were moving on a big next step out of Pasadena to do what you were going to do. And then even when you got back and moved to Bend, you took off on a motorcycle trip across like, yeah. Where, did, where, where the hell did you go? What was that trip all about, dude? That was so rad. Yeah. It was just like, uh, it was almost, it was like an idea of like, you know, like it'd be cool to do this. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've never done. And, um, and I, I wanted to do it on one on my bike, which, which is an older bike bike and but then you know i thought maybe that wasn't a good idea especially being alone but um but like i i I were i've i know the people at dino jet and they and i knew that they had this pan-american motorcycle so i was just like would you just let me ride it drive it to or like ride it to to milwaukee (laughs) what's uh what's dino jet so DinoJet is just like a parts and um, tuning company. So they have like motorcycle tunes. They do side by sides and other. I'm assuming other things too. But um, basically, it's just their main thing is like tuning um, vehicles or motorcycles and side by sides, and uh, to get more power out of them. And okay, um, 120th anniversary of Harley Davidson. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I've never been to any of those events, and I've never been to the museum, which I've always wanted to do. And it's in Milwaukee, so it's like not the like your average place you're gonna go. Um, so, yeah, I kind of just used that opportunity to do this trip, and it was brutal. Like I learned a lot, and I don't think I would have. I don't think I would do it again in the time span that I gave myself which was nine days yeah, <laughs> to, to ride 4,000 miles. And, uh, but yeah, I, I and, and during middle of summer, which was not the best <laughs> idea. Uh, but you know, it's like you learn, 
you learn i learned a lot and i and i want to do more more motorcycle trips like that mm-hmm. so now i know like my like i know how many miles i want to go for each day if i want to do a trip and be comfortable i know that camping makes it way fucking harder mm-hmm. um your ass what you wake up your ass is all sore your legs are sore you didn't take a hot shower yeah like it's just it's the people that camp and ride motorcycles are the some probably some of the gnarliest people <laughs> in comparison to anything else that I've ever done or people that I know. It's like that is really tough stuff. Like it is yeah. it's impressive. Um and they definitely it's definitely not as like glorified as like you know, camping with a camper. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's nothing compared to that and people but people don't really care i don't know why but they like i didn't really get a ton of feedback I, a lot of people thought it was really cool that i was doing the trip mm-hmm. but like it you know it kind of was like slipped through the cracks a little bit too because and i documented everything because i was like this is really fucking interesting to me but that's 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 the point is just you gotta sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do plus Plus the audience, my audience isn't a motorcycle audience. Very true. So a thing to keep in mind too is truck camping. There's a market for it. Yeah. There there's brands that can support it because you're going to bring the products on. I do feel like motorcycles and camping are very niche because it can't really reach a broad audience. There's definitely a market for it, but it's very particular. Well, you, you have to have a motorcycle. And you have to have a, a want to ride one. A lot of people do not have motorcycle licenses or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think that it's a very like if you're gonna if you want to be into it, you're gonna have to be into it. Um, so yeah, I mean it's, it's still like the same ideas. It's the same idea as camping, like with a vehicle. It's just different type of vehicle, I guess. But yeah. I it think, looked like an amazing trip though overall. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was awesome. Like I camped every day on the way there, but then I got a hotel every night on the way back because it was just so brutal. <laughs> how and many, it was hot. How many days were you on the road? Nine. And every so, day you were riding the motorcycle, right? Uh yeah, like uh probably well, minus the two days that I was at the event. So, okay. I mean, we rode our, the motorcycles there. Um, you yeah. Didn't, you did it solo. You weren't, you didn't decide to bring like a homie on long, along the ride. So I went solo there and back. Um, and then, uh, met my buddy Oliver, which I think, you know, him. he, he lived right next to me. He still lives next to me or, still lives in long beach where i used to live um and he was there during the event but then you know we just parted ways when we were done because he was going east still and um yeah so okay that's i mean regardless those are that's another crazy aspect of like doing what you wanted to do come back and it's like dude if if imagine just like you were you were forced to do your normal work stuff 
and you had like a routine that you had to follow with the podcast, with roaming loss, with whatever, you can't, you couldn't have just done that. It was, it was for work for sure. And it was yeah. like a, a portfolio builder at the end of the day. Well, I, I, got, feel- I got paid to do some of that stuff. So yeah. it was, it was definitely work, but it was set up in a way where I was, it was the least amount of work because I knew it was going to be really tough, but yeah, yeah it was definitely That's amazing, dude. I think that I've, I've definitely wanted to do some type of uh, like enduro camping yeah, or even just, even just a motorcycle, like a normal dirt bike and just kind of load it up and hit the woods with it. Yeah. Cause I have, I think you and I both have some backpacking gear. Like I, I used to backpack. I don't really do that much anymore. I'd probably literally have a heart attack yeah. <laughs> on the trail, but uh, yeah, it would be easy for us to get started on something like that again. So you're back. That was the last big, big trip you did. Yeah. Um, we're stoked. You you have a full garage. You've been actually working on your bike a lot too, huh? Yeah, I'm about to chop up a Sportster and weld a learning how to weld and saw that weld a hardtail on it and then yeah, basically build a chopper in the garage. So I've always wanted to do. It's just like it's all these things I've always wanted to do, and now I have a a garage. Really uh, helps that you know yeah situation like it's you can't just do that in your house or apartment <laughs> especially you if garage. you if you had like other tenants that were next to you and you're just trying to utilize the driveway it's so much harder to try to finish a project if you have to finish and put everything away like yeah you, the fact that you can leave the frame on the stand maybe put your tools away and just go inside is like number one thing did you <laughs> Do you remember the show growing up called Home Improvement? Oh, God, yeah. It's the, With best, Tim Allen. That's the best show ever. So I was on Disney Plus the other day, and I was just like, I didn't know what to watch. And I saw that logo, you know, the Home Improvement yeah. logo. It just started from episode one. Dude, that show, iconic, dude. Yeah, I loved that show growing up. Tim Allen, just like with the battery, like he always had like the best tools and the cleanest garage. And I'm yeah. like, there's such Probably. an infatuation. Probably why, partially why I have that that like want. <laughs> yeah. to, like I buy tools. Like I bought a drill press and I saw that it didn't really like work. Like it was all the chuck was all messed up, and then I ended up like getting a new one and like swapping it, and now it works really good. And it's like there's something about having good tools and yeah. just having the yeah, just having it. Just it's like the things gonna last to put forever them too. Honestly, well, yeah, having yeah. The, the right place. Like, you're not just... The worst thing, and the stuff that always drove me nuts, is, like, when someone buys something really nice, like a piece of equipment or something, mm. and they just let it go to shit. Like, they leave it outside, tools go everywhere, it's just not maintenance, and I sometimes I'm like, why did you even buy it in the first place, you know? But well, if you... Ha- you could say that a lot by the... <laughs> Overland what? rigs. By the way, that's a good segment into the next one. Overland swap, baby. Be ready for the next one. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's stop talking about me. Let's hear what you got. So we were going to do that one that you and I talked about with Gary, but yeah, we're going to move the date. I think it was too much going on that weekend. Um, so I'm not going to officially announce that just yet, but we'll do another one. I think we're going to do it in LA, Koreatown. Cadence has like a really cool facility out there and we have not done one in LA and everyone's always asking us to bring one into like the LA area. Yeah. Which I think is smart. I mean, huge demographic, oh. tons of people out there. Yeah. 
I think LA is a really good place for it because people are so like into changing things like, and like, you know, it's like, it's well, one, it can be really expensive to keep swapping things out. Mm -hmm. And two, it's like, if you are swapping things out, you'd like to sell them. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's, it's, you like in the motorcycle, like swap meets and stuff. It's the same thing. It's just like, you're just selling stuff that you, you don't use or whatever. And it's like, I get it. You know, it's a great, if it's, you know, you're trying to get, if you're not trying to buy something new, it's a great place to go and yeah. just, you know, Car hopefully culture. find something. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's swap meets are popular for, you know, obvious reasons. Yeah. And I think LA was a long time coming. The cult, the car culture there is super valid. Um, and there's just a good, a good market for it. We've been asked to go to San Diego and I think that's kind of a stretch. I don't, I've been to a couple San Diego things before and it's just a different market down there. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like we've always hit hard with Long Beach cause Long Beach is huge. People drive from LA for that, like North LA. Yeah. So totally. we should just put it in the heart of LA. So I think that'll be next. It's been really cool to see that event grow. Um, you were there for the first one. So yeah, they're, they're, they're rad. I mean, what you could do one like in maybe like Sacramento or San Francisco area, which would be cool. Super cool. I think there's a lot of fucking trucks up here. Um, in Bend. Yeah. Uh, Portland. I mean, between Bend and Portland, there's so many off-road vehicles here. Um, not a bad idea to try to come up here. You could do it at fit garage or some, something like that. Yeah. That'd be Uh, easy. Super Pacific. I think they have a bigger facility now too. Oh yeah. Super Pacific is like in a actual, you know, warehouse area. And that's one of those things too. Like I, when I finally went to Colorado, it's because the flights are so cheap. So if I were to go to Burbank and fly into Bend and just get like a room or bunk up, there's so many people on Bend Portland area. Oh yeah. Um, and then save the money on gas, be able to document it, be there to kind of facilitate the swap. But Oregon should definitely be on the list for it too. We've had people ask about Oregon, um, a bunch I of think, spots. I think that, uh, I think up here people are a little bit like, it's different. It's like they're isolated in their out in the outdoor world. They're just like out doing it. And like, I think that a lot of word of mouth stuff happens. Like, there's places, there's people here that never heard of Fit Garage, and I'm like, what? It's like, you know, they're just not into it as much, but they are into it. So it's like, if uh, if you had one, I mean, I think it'd be welcomed for sure. Yeah, invite everyone, like from CC to Fit to all yeah. those brands. There's so many good brands, but it is. Oregon's very um, on the nose and kind of has their finger on the pulse for a lot of trendy stuff coming out of the outdoor scene. But mm-hmm. they aren't, they aren't like a Denver, Colorado, or yeah. You know, I mean, like Portland a, is big city, but yeah, I think, I think it's either way. You still have a good chance of, and it's not like these they they cost like a ton of money to throw, especially mm-hmm. when you have uh, someone like uh, facilitating a place to do it. So that's number one. I don't yeah. think people have been like, oh, you need to get a venue and run it, but it's kind of nice that it is a traveling act. Yeah. And we rely on other people's kind of facility. They're stoked on it because it's like guaranteed. I don't think I ever sent you the marketing deck. I made a, a pretty clean marketing deck for it because mm. people kept like 
when you get introduced, it's like, what's Overland Swap? And if you just kind of voice it, it's hard. So the deck was a good way. So it's, it's like the amount of people that it guarantees brings in. It's like, why wouldn't you just want to have one day? And it's not that much work. Yeah. You're not, these shops aren't setting much up. It's really all these vendors coming in and doing all the work to set their own stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it's just like really low bar, you know? Yeah. And high payout, I guess. Yeah. But that's pretty much it, dude. The swap. I mean, the rig caddy is just totally doing its thing. Yeah. Now that it's like a lot easier in terms of manufacturing, we've just been collabing with everybody, dude. And yeah. I think you've seen it. We have like a shop series. We're giving all these shops like their own colorways and they've been stoked. Sells better for them because they're more apt to promote it versus just buying like 10 units at a time. They have to do a larger buy-in. And then um, just other collaborations we've been working with with brands, events. We did that cool one with Mav. If yeah. you don't check out his YouTube channel, he's a pretty big youtuber and just a good dude overall but yeah we have new products coming out just been trying to focus on not getting super distracted and really figuring out like what works and then just trying to maximize my time on that which is super important so that i can go freaking camp and yeah do do life you know and not feel like i'm always chasing my tail at the end of the day yeah yeah at a, at a certain point you just kind of have to keep grinding until you get to that point but you also have to remember to uh, to take to take time now, not later. <laughs> so, so many people, valid. so many people grind every day. I mean, it's just like, damn, like all you all you need is like you know, an hour out of your day to just do something that you want to do. You know, yeah. Whether it is working in the garage, like yeah, I enjoy the living shit out of that. I actually have a garage now, and like I'm stoked on it. You know, and the shop looks good and. I'm like obsessed with Facebook Marketplace and OfferUp right now and looking oh, yeah. for free shit all the time. I got a flat screen TV for $40 for the garage, dude. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace is where it's at. I love it. It's like the best, most addicting. Like, I don't even go on Insta. I think I go on OfferUp more than Instagram nowadays. Yeah. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook and I don't I don't use OfferUp, but OfferUp's a really good, I think, down there, but not not up here. It's Facebook Marketplace up there, huh? Yeah, or Craigslist, but Craigslist kind of is hit or miss for sure. <laughs> that shit always scares me, Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, what do you think? I think that was a valid reintroduction. I think yeah. maybe on some of the next ones we can pencil in like what we really want to dive into in terms of uh, marketing, product, content creation, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think if uh, and if anyone's listening and wants to chime in on an, a topic, they should definitely do that because uh, this was, you know, a decision that was made two hours, three hours ago, and now we're just we're just this is just kind of like an intro back, but um, we'll definitely have topic based episodes after this, but we just need. That was always our, like, it's hard to keep it going unless you're, like, talking to someone. But that, that's what we need. That's what we need outside uh, information for is, like, what do you want to even hear about? Because I have opinions about everything. <laughs> so, But they're, um, but they're valid. I think yeah. that's why people actually listen. It's because we're not, like, out here selling digital courses. Like, we're running businesses. We're actually out there doing these things, using products and stuff. Yeah. 
I think and, I think uh, one of the episodes that we should we should do is like almost like um, I don't even know how to explain it, but like I, I keep seeing so like granted I have a big truck and it's all <laughs> built out and stuff, but like there's something to <laughs> uh, like my next truck is not going to be that. I mean, it's going to be built out, but I think with you know recession money kind of whatever people are pinching pennies it's like we should maybe talk about like a budget side of it and then Mm -hmm. i've been doing a lot of searching on vehicles so we can talk about stuff like that i'm down budget builds potentially and uh, maybe just budgeting for what i'd be stoked on is to learn about actual budgets for photo shoots too because i feel like as a brand i I'm so lost with that shit. Like, that's so mind-blowing when Jet Boyle, like, we went to Baja with Jet Boyle and all these brands, and they're like, our budget. And I'm just looking at a bank account, like, I think I have gas. <laughs> like, I think yeah. I'm good enough to get out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a difference between, yeah, there's, like, it's, yeah, we can, we definitely could dive into that. Um, be good. Yeah, there's a big difference between a small business and, a, and a, anything after that. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's hard to navigate, especially when on both sides, it's it's really hard to navigate. Yeah, so I love it. Um, let's let's. I guess we can just wrap it there. I think if anyone um is new, welcome. More coming soon. Thank you again for tuning in. Yes. Jaime Kingston. We'll do more of these. We'll riff and just have a good time. And um, hopefully you guys will, you know, ride it out with us as we continue this journey. Yeah. And reach out if you got any topics. Yeah, let me let's screenshot this. I want to screen. Did you photo? Did you take a photo already? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Adios. Peace. Load the truck and hit the road. Set up camp and let the fire burn low. Seeking freedom is why we roam. Is our home